and we are live. So we'll be right back with you, Hallers. We've got a special guest today, and uh, we'll be right back. I'm Ronnie Adams and I'm Jacob Casas and we got a special guest and this episode is called Lahaina Strong So we got a very special guest today. We wanted to uh, she flew all the way from uh, Hawaii from Lahaina So we're gonna let her introduce herself to, the, to you guys. So go ahead. How you doing? Aloha guys. My name is Danielle Cedar. Thank you so much for having me This means a lot so I can bring awareness to what's been going what's really been going on in Lahaina yeah, so I mean, we're gonna we're gonna start out a little bit though. Um, we want to talk about how we met, and she actually came on here to actually talk about her book. This is original. That's what she was coming on for, but um, but we're switching it up because uh, we'll explain a little bit um, why we're switching it up. Yeah. So you and I had talked about me coming on, and I called you a few weeks ago, freaking out. I lost my home. I lost uh, my job. Well, all of Lahaina, it's gone. And I was like, I just don't feel right talking about myself. I don't feel right talk, promoting my book right now. I'm like, this just doesn't feel appropriate. And you would calm me down. You're like, well, why don't you still come and let's just talk about Lahaina and bring awareness. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, so no problem. So yeah, we wanted to kind of go over, we have a lot to go over today, um, but we want to break this down a little bit for you guys. So me and uh, Danielle actually met um, in Greece well, on the way to Greece, we went to Europe. How long ago was this? That was the first week of May. So, yeah, I had just published my book, and my release date was actually your birthday, mm -hmm. which we found out. And this, so 10 days after my book came out, we're sitting together on a plane for 10, 11 hours. Yeah. So we had a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And got to talking about the book and podcast, and then um, us and your friends, we all met up in Mykonos, mm -hmm. which was a blast. And, you know, we're friends for life. Yeah. We're stuck together now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it kind of it was crazy um, how we met, and we've been keep, keep linking up. And she's actually even runs, runs into friends that, when, that we were out there in, in, uh, in Greece. She ran into Frank. At Disneyland, just randomly, Recently. dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I was out here in LA last month, and I was in the the cantina, mm -hmm. the bar in the Star Wars area of Disneyland, and I look across, and I'm like, "Is that Frank? Like, wow. I know that dude." And I, yeah. this world just gets smaller and smaller. We always at the happiest place on earth. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was so random. So it was a good thing. It was like a Thursday. And yeah. he's there with his daughter, and I don't live in the state anymore, and it's, it was so random. Just wanted to check. Okay, so we're good on on signal because okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah. So we actually came to talk about the book a little bit. Um, we wanted just to kind of go over what this is about because she's gonna come back for us to actually go over her book. And and for you guys that are out there, you know we do a lot of DNRs, um, the dating and relationships. She'd be the perfect person to have on one of the dating and relationships. She's not gonna do this one. She's gonna come on for another one. When she comes back and we'll go over the book, but just want to kind of give you an idea to want to, want to go do a quick rundown of what the book's about and then we'll go to Yeah, else. absolutely. So my, I wrote Dear Thomas, it's my experience and my journey of what it's like to be in love with a drug addict. And so I wrote this book for all of the loved ones of addicts. So if you've ever been in love with an addict or an alcoholic, or you have a loved one in the family, whether that's a sibling, a parent, a child, I wrote this book for you. Also, anyone that's going through a toxic relationship or if you're with a narcissist, um, this, this book is for you as well. I wrote this so you know that you're not alone and I relate to you. So I definitely want to give a shout out to all those people. Uh, if you're looking for something and looking for someone relatable, I'm right here. So you can get my book anywhere online, on Amazon, online, Barnes & Nobles, Books A Million. We got paperbacks, hardbacks, and eBooks. You can download it on Kindle and iBooks right now and read it and uh, hit me up on Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts and how you relate. So definitely want to just give a shout out to all of you that I relate to you and I feel for you. So, and, and we'll definitely dive deep into this book, but on another day for sure. Yeah. So what we want to get into over here is we want to get on the devastation of Lahaina. Yeah. So 
if anything, we should probably. And that's Hawaii. That. If you guys don't follow, that's in Hawaii. Mm -hmm, the fire, everything that was going on. So, if, uh, do you want to start out with the breakdown of what what you were going through and the whole process first? Yeah. So today is the four week anniversary. So this was four Tuesdays ago, uh, August eighth, eight oh eight in the eight oh eight. That's. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but uh, so the power went out at four in the morning. I remember waking up shortly after 4 a.m. because I noticed the air conditioning had turned off. And I was like, fuck, there's no power. There goes all that fresh fish in the refrigerator. <laughs> My brother-in-law just giving me a whole thing of fucking Ono he just caught on the boat. I'm like, damn it, there goes that. And uh, school was canceled because there was no power. So there was a lot of kids home alone because parents went to go work at the resorts. And all day, I'm just sitting at home. Uh, I'm doing a puzzle in the living room. I'm praying to God my roof doesn't fly off. I'm watching the windows. I just got all my screens redone. And I remember for a second, I was like, God damn it. I really hope uh, my screens don't blow away. Because it's like 80 mile per hour winds. And uh, we can't open the fridge, can't open the freezer because the power's out. I only have trail mix in the pantry. So my roommate and I decided to go to Safeway. We're like, all right, let's get some, you know, peanut butter and jelly supplies, basically. Anything that doesn't require cooking. Because in Hawaii, we all have electric stoves. Uh, there's no natural source of gas. So if some people might have propane. If you don't have propane, you're screwed. Everything's electric, so no one's cooking. Um, so I go to Safeway, grab some stuff to make PB&J, chips and salsa. And when we're in uh, that Safeway, and, and meanwhile, also all day long, I'm watching solar panels fly off my neighbor's roofs and trees are being uprooted. Like, it's, it's nuts. It's fucking nuts. And so I go to Safeway and with two of my roommates and two of us get out of the grocery store, but the other one got stuck in a different line that was taking forever because also there's no internet. So everyone's got to pay with cash. No one carries cash around anymore. And while I'm in the parking lot, I saw this tree fall and crush three cars right in front of us. And then I'm still waiting. I'm calling my roommate who's still stuck in Safeway. I'm like, God, are you at the front of the line yet? She's like, I'm almost there. So I'm waiting for a while. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, shit, I smell smoke. And I turn around and like four telephone poles had fallen down and they're blocking the highway. And, and I can see smoke at the top of Lahaina Luna. And I get home. So this is three o'clock. So trees fallen, telephone poles are down, and the smoke is starting. I can smell it. There's a fire at the top of Lahaina Luna at like three o'clock. And then we go home, and I'm home at three thirty. And oh yeah, so see this video. All that black smoke. So this video is taken from my bedroom window, and what I believe that I'm looking at at the time is to the far right is the top of the hill. And I know there's structures on fire, but all this black smoke, it's just blowing in the direction of the wind. Knowing what I know now, all of that is on fire. That's not just smoke blowing all the way from the right. All of that is on fire in real time. And I'm watching this for three hours. So, so at that point though, you think you feel like you're 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 okay, you're safe, you can just yeah, chill. Yeah, I'm fine. Like I can I can see the flames. The wind is going in that direction. It's not coming towards me. And also, no one's telling me to go anywhere. Yeah, and that's that's the the crazy part. Yeah, you got all that on fire right there, yeah. and nobody's saying anything to you. No. So okay. I'm like, all right, I'm chilling. I'm home. I'm staying. I'm staying safe. Uh, I was getting pissed off earlier in the day watching my neighbors just walking around. They're walking their dogs. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, there's solar panels flying off roofs. Like, you're going to get hit in the head. And so I'm just staying safe inside my house, praying to God the roof doesn't fly off. And watching this fire for hours. And I'm watching it from, yeah, there's, there's my neighbor's solar panel. And that's just one that went away. And you can just see how strong the wind is. How too. high did they say the winds were at? They were like 80 miles an hour. 80 miles an hour. And I would go outside every now and then to like grab a chair that was, you know, blowing off my lanai. I'm like, oh shit, let me grab the furniture or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when I was outside, uh, 
the wind was hot. Like it was creepy how hot it was, you know. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's eighty miles an hour. So also so later, people have asked why weren't there you know helicopters like dropping water on on the flames? Mm -hmm. You can't fly a helicopter in eighty like, mile per hour. No, like not at all. It's it's out of control. Yeah, that's out of control. Yeah. So that right there is yeah. something different. So and now when I saw the trees fall on those cars, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh man, like that sucks. Like those people went in the store just to grab peanut butter and jellies, you know, mm -hmm. and they're gonna come out and see that they can't leave. Like, oh, that that sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. But now I'm jumping ahead yeah. because I, you know, this is in my head right now. Um, insurance. Does insurance cover the, uh, most of the properties that were there? It depends. So, and, and I'm not a homeowner, but my understanding is when you own a home, like, you have to have homeowner yes, insurance. Yes, definitely. However, but fire insurance is different, yes. though. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But, however, yeah. once your home is paid off, mm -hmm. you don't have to have homeowner's insurance if you don't want it. Right. So there's a lot of homes in Lahaina that have been in families for generations right. and generations. And after it's paid off, they don't want to pay that yeah. $1,800, So it's very possible that there's a lot of people that don't Just have don't homeowner's have insurance. Right. Especially fire insurance. A lot of people don't have fire yeah, insurance. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Oh, yeah. And insurance agencies always try to, you know, fuck you in the ass somehow. Like, oh, you got hurricane insurance, but you don't have fire insurance. So you don't have flood insurance. Flood it's like insurance. insurance is insurance. Like, and I'm sure most happened. people have flood insurance in Hawaii because of all that water that's right there. But maybe not fire. Huh? But maybe not fire. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so keep going through the story. So where, where are you at on, the, on it right here? So we're just, I'm watching the fire for hours and I see it getting, the flames getting closer and closer down the hill. And I remember thinking for a second, I'm like, why aren't the firefighters in front of that flame? Like, I know there's some areas that's not in their control, but it's like, why aren't they at least in front of that line of fire? I'm not a firefighter, so I can't talk shit. I, I don't understand yeah, yeah but we know there was a lot of controversy about what happened so later yeah, yeah so so the thing is we'll, we'll get into that mm -hmm. we want to get into your story but we we were you wondering obviously um why things ain't being done a certain way obviously it has a lot of pull because there is people even from out here we were wondering the same thing you're like why mm -hmm. is that happening and then people resigned and all this stuff people mm -hmm. were there before the fire happened that doesn't go out there to, to watch everything go mm -hmm. down so yeah ex keep explain your yeah. story i feel like cause I, you told me a lot of your story i want mm -hmm. people to hear yeah. your rundown of the story yeah because it, it's, so, it's incredible so i'm watching the flames come down the mountain and i'm and i'm not thinking that my house is going to burn i'm not even fearful that my house is going to be on fire but i can tell between for the wind like damn it uh we're gonna get some smoke over here pretty soon because i've seen the flames getting closer and closer and closer and we're gonna get some smoke over here my nine-month-old godson was downstairs. Uh, my downstairs tenant, she would babysit him a couple days a week, and, and I would have him certain days. So my godson was downstairs. And all I'm thinking about is I need to get him away from the smoke. That's, that's it. And So if, if your godson wasn't there, would you have stayed, you think, and, and yeah, slept out? Yeah, I, I really didn't have a reason to leave. No one's coming around telling us to leave. I'm safe inside my house. Um, but I got to get my baby out of here. I don't want him being suffocated by the smoke. So it's like, you know what? It's time to get him home on the other side of the island. Yeah, other family there? Uh, my Hanai family. Yeah. So Hanai, and, and you guys all have Hanai families. Hanai's family is like your brother, who's not your blood brother, but like that's been your best friend forever. And it's like, that's your brother without blood. My, that's what the name cousin, Hanai means. From my cousins. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So my Hanai family, uh, they live on the other side of the island. And so, baby boy, right there. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I might tear up because it's like, I left when I did, because of him. Like he saved my life. <laughs> it's, and he has no idea. Like we'll talk about that another day. You know, when he's old enough to understand. But it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, my baby, he sold, he saved my life. Because even even me when we were talking about this. I know that I probably wouldn't have left. If I had yeah. my kids with me, I for, I would have, because of the smoke, I'd have been like, hey, we got to leave. Mm -hmm. But it would take a long time. I would have been like, no, we're going to wait this out a little bit. You know what I mean? And so 
But if I had my kids, I'm like, oh, I got to leave the smoke and all that stuff just to make sure. But most people would have stayed. Right. And, and, and you were and, and you just like you told yeah. us, you're like, you would have stayed. Yeah. Well, there was a fire in 2018 from Hurricane Lane. And uh, I woke up at two o'clock in the morning then to the smell of smoke. And 20 minutes later, cops were at my door telling us to leave. See, that, so why I'm, did this happen? Yeah. This so round? I'm like, clearly, I'm fine. I can see the smoke going in that direction. If I have to leave, someone's going to come here and tell me to leave. Yeah. And uh, so, where were they taking people? Where were they leaving to? No, nobody was leaving. No one. Nobody, nobody knew about any of no, this. No they, one knew. If to they leave. left, it was on their own accord. Yeah. The the power was out. Mm-hmm. Like people are at home taking naps, and no one knows what's going on mm-hmm. because no one's coming around. Explain to, to him to though that there was kids home because school power was out. So school. So explain that. Yeah, the um, power was out, so school is canceled. So kids are home alone. Parents are at work at the resorts. Adults don't know to evacuate. Because nobody's telling so them. So kids don't know to evacuate. They just think the fire is too far. Well, that it's, it was just happening so fast. And if people are inside and their windows are closed. Um, nobody's, no, no alarms going off. No, no Yeah, no sirens going off telling people to get out. And everybody's just sticking to themselves. But They're the kids are to home yeah. by themselves. They're, how yes. many How many kids are missing? Okay. Over 104 kids are missing. Wow. That were in their Over homes. Over 104 kids from school. were burned alive in their homes. And, you know, there's still... And, and you know, we'll get morbid. We're not, we're not going to hold anything back. But there's some bodies that will never be found because there are no bodies. Because they are fully cremated on site. And any parents out there listening, please, please, you have got to have a conversation with your kids. Like, people need to have evacuation plans. Like, if your kids are home alone and they think something isn't right, whether that's a fire, I don't know. If kids feel like something's not right, you need to tell them to just get the fuck out. Like, fuck your Nintendo. Open the door so the dogs can go in the, whatever direction they want, but kids got to get out. And this is a conversation that families need to have at the dinner table. And this isn't, a, this isn't a one-time conversation. This is a quarterly conversation. Okay, if this neighborhood's on fire, you kids got to run to this grocery store and I'll meet you, you there. You need to hear this story. Ronnie, like I want you to finish, and then we're gonna get into yeah. stuff because the thing is, I'm is, just wondering why cell phones no, ain't cracking. No, cell no, phones aren't no, working. No, dude, it's even Telephone worse. They can't even call down. their kids to tell their kids to leave. No. They can't even call them. Wow. The kids are home alone wow. by themselves. Twelve-year-olds with ten-year-olds, wow. all these kids yeah. that are in elementary school. Yeah. So this is getting crazy. But I want her to tell the story because we're gonna get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's that's crazy. Like imagine the government isn't telling you to leave. They're, they're not telling you to go anywhere. Who, who can protect you then? The only, it, it takes the parents and the children to actually have conversations to be able to protect each other now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so if, if, if you think that, that something's going on, there's some like real controversy going on, now you got to make sure you're protecting your, your family from, from the government mm-hmm. itself. So it, it gets it gets real crazy, but mm-hmm. I want you to go through your, your experience, your story on this, because they need to hear this. Yeah. Then we're going to get into some real... Yeah. So, so I finally made the decision to leave, but again, I, I was only leaving to get away from the smoke, genuinely thinking I'm going to go home tomorrow. So I didn't grab anything. I, it's like I half-ass evacuated just because I knew I'm leaving. So I should grab something. So I grabbed my clothes hamper cause it was full. And this is for anyone. If anyone ever has to run out of their house and you got two fucking seconds, um, a woman told me that she said, grab your clothes hamper because it's more than likely to have all your favorite clothes in there anyways. And uh, so I grabbed my clothes hamper, my computer and my cat. And then, of course, my godson. And, And that was it. I fucking forgot my safe with all my documents. All that shit's replaceable, but it's a pain in the ass. Um but that was it. And again, cause I genuinely thought I would go home the next day. I was only leaving. I was solely leaving to get my baby away from the smoke. That was it. And I left at six ten, and I started watching that fire from my house at three thirty. So for three hours I'm watching this and no one's coming by to tell us to leave. And, and, and I got out of there and, um, and that's pretty much, my my day as far as waking up at 4 a.m no power 
sitting at home just being safe in the living room, putting together a puzzle. There's nothing else to do. And then uh, just getting my godson out of there. And I don't know if you want to go too deep into this because mm-hmm. we were talking about this before, but um, you had a roommate and she still has not been found. Yeah, my roommate is missing. And let's be real, it's been 28 days. We can say forever that she's missing. And, uh, you know, am I ever going to get closure? I don't know. A lot of people. You know her location before she was missing? Because she wasn't at home with you, but she she was. She was. was. Oh, she just didn't leave. No, we, and and, you know, and this is hard for me because I don't want anyone to look at her in a certain way, but this is important. Um, Ignorance can kill innocent people and we all left and she was thrown a fit because she left her phone behind and so she got out of the car to walk back to get a phone a phone that doesn't have cell reception a phone that is 100% replaceable and we've never seen or heard from her again this is all over a cell phone and that's also why you know how I brought up like when families have conversations with your kids, you know, fuck your Nintendo, fuck your cell phone. So she was with you. She was. Uh, she was in the other car. Uh-huh. I, I had my godson and, and my that cat in one car. In a second, she was gone. And all my roommates were in the other car. Mm-hmm. And and I saw them pull over, and I, I didn't understand why they were pulling over, and I just kept going, you know. And then that's what I found out later, is what was going on. Talk about people in the water. Talk about. Um, yeah. You know, all the families missing. Just talk. Yeah. I want you to kind of go over that. The hotel. Uh, I mean, everything mm-hmm. we were talking about. Kind yeah. of go over some things. So later, when I got to the other side of the island, um, I had cell reception on that side. So the whole west side has no service whatsoever. Cell phones mm-hmm. don't exist. And uh, so on the other side, I finally had service. And I remember, like, only like eight o'clock that night, I seen a news report about people jumping into Lahaina Harbor, just you know, for their lives, because the fire, you know. It started at the top of the hill, Mauka. So Mauka means mountain, Makai means ocean. So when you're talking about like what side of the highway you live on, you're like, oh, I'm on the Mauka side or I'm on the Makai side, I'm on mountain or ocean. So the fire starts Mauka. So the only direction to go is Makai. And so once you hit the ocean, that's the only place you have to go. So hundreds and hundreds of people are jumping into the ocean. The water's boiling. Boats are blowing up. Uh, people are breaking their ankles, jumping over the seawall and landing on the rocks. Um, children, my friend's kids are 18 and 13, and they were in the ocean from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. And, and again, that timeline, they're in the ocean at 5 p.m. I didn't leave my house until 6.10. So while there's already people fighting for their life in the ocean, sure. and I'm sitting in my living room doing a fucking puzzle. Because nobody's telling them yeah. anything to evacuate. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's the protocol. Yeah. To tell them that. And, and mm-hmm. do you want to explain a little bit of that? Yeah, I'll, I'll get there. And But yeah. I do, I want to shout out to my friend Aaron. He and I were roommates for four years. And he's the brother I never asked for. Love him to death. And uh, he's a firefighter. And he wasn't scheduled to work that day. And he was down at the harbor working on a boat. And when he saw the fire at the top of the hill, he jumped off the boat, got on his dirt bike, and went straight to the fire station. But no one was there, so he jumped on the back of a truck with, like, the lifeguards of the Coast Guard or something. And there was nothing he could do about the fire, so he single-handedly was going around, kicking in people's doors and helping people evacuate. He, uh, and when he would kick in doors, people are just sitting in their house, sitting there, because they don't even know what's going on outside. And he's kicking people out and yelling at people. He's like, get the fuck out now or you are going to die. And he's throwing elderly women over his shoulder and getting them out. And so this, he was more useful doing that than trying to fight flames because it was, it was out of control. And later he gets down to Front Street and he's literally walking through flames. And he has no idea that there's people in the water till he gets to the seawall. And people are handing him his baby, their babies. And he's p- carrying people who had broken their ankles from landing on the rocks. And he just, it, it was apocalyptic. It's exactly what you imagine hell to look like. He sounds like a true hero. What's his name? His name is Aaron Griffith. 
Aaron Griffith. Shout out to Aaron Griffith. Yeah, shout out to Aaron. I love shout you. Out. That, that's a hero right there. I mean, he didn't even have time to go get his stuff. No, I mean, yeah, he was working on a boat and he got on his dirt bike and that was it. There was no going home to try to save anything. Like all he has is the clothes on his back. That's all he has. And he just went and saved people. That's a hero right there. Yeah, that's all he could do. I mean, and, and he's... You know, it's not like he could get to my neighborhood and be like, hey, Danielle, get out of here. No, it's he's in the neighborhoods where they're catching flames in that moment. And he's kicking in those doors and saving those people. Dang. That's that's incredible. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't even see the thing is when when we were talking, I didn't even know it, what kind of stuff was going down like that. We weren't getting that information. Over no, there. a lot of information we wasn't getting. No, and then we're getting the aftermath of, of all the controversy. Yeah. So I mean, do you want to kind of go over like the drill that that everybody knows that what should have happened that's, that did not yeah. happen? So every month, the first business day of the month at eleven forty five, we have the sirens test. Sirens go off at eleven forty five for like. 30 seconds or something and um this is obviously for tsunamis we live in the middle of the ocean that's the first disaster you would think that would ever happen to us those sirens are meant for any disaster mm -hmm. any emergency those sirens are meant to tell people like hey open your eyes and ears because something's happening and the man i shouldn't even call him a man the poor excuse of a man who was in charge of setting that siren off, chose not to. And again, there's kids at home alone. There are adults at home taking a nap because it's their day off because the power's out. I was going to take a nap, but I didn't because it was fucking hot in my house because the AC wasn't working. And this guy has the audacity to say he does not regret not sounding off the siren. He says... That that siren is meant for tsunamis. So if he set off a tsunami siren, then he thinks all the people of Lahaina are going to be under the impression that a tsunami's coming and we're all going to run Mauka into flames. You have that little fucking faith in your people that you think you're going to send a siren off <laughs> to save their lives and you think we're going to run into the fucking fire? Well, isn't that what and happened they anyways? They, they blocked off. Yeah. So listen to this. They blocked everything and off. And then all the roads were out. fucking blocked. Like By telephone police. poles are down. Police are blocking roads like m on Front Street because people are, you know, coming down the hill and then all that's left is Front Street and then it's the ocean. So then they have to take Front Street to either go north or go south. And there is a division. If you live on the south side of Lahaina Luna, you're going to drive to the other side of the island. If you live on the north side of Lahaina Luna, you got to drive north. And, and that's it up to Kapalua and you're on the west side. But Front Street was like gridlocked. And people are driving in both lanes because there's only one lane going northbound. So the opposite lane, people are trying to go in that lane also to just get out. And cops were blocking the roads. And I don't want to bash any police officer themselves. But what's fucked up is that they're following orders from their higher superior. But why is no one thinking outside the box? Like, oh, fuck my superior's orders. Like, oh, clearly there's a fire and these people are trying to get out. So I'm going to let them drive this way. So roads are blocked. Families burned alive in their cars because they couldn't get out. Well, tell them, too. I mean, they, when the, only the people that were survived and the people that didn't follow the yeah. law. People, one of my friends, they fucking, they weren't, they got to a certain intersection where, you know, anytime like a light is out, how there's always a police officer standing in the middle, like directing traffic this way and this way. And, and they're like, we're not fucking waiting. We just drove. Like, why are we waiting for this guy to tell us to go? So, yeah, people that disobeyed the law that day are alive today. People that weren't going because the cops weren't letting them or the people that were so far behind that didn't even know what was going on. They didn't know why it was gridlocked. Like, all of them died. If they didn't jump out of their car to jump into the water, they burned alive in their car. Hmm. It's... It's fucking insane. It's insane. So let's get into that, that controversy a little bit more. So, I mean, what do you think happened personally? Like, like I mean, I, besides, besides, I mean, it's, it's like you're not stupid. Yeah. You know, we're and, traumatized, but we're not stupid. Um, it's really hard to wrap your head around your government trying to murder you. And I got away. Uh, 
there's and I didn't know this until all this happened but there's like this bullshit talk about a satellite city that Lahaina is going to be the first satellite city okay when someone says satellite city I think New York I think San Francisco Seattle fucking Denver Dallas Austin I think all these big major cities I don't think of Lahaina and my god if you really want to put a satellite city in Hawaii Larry Ellison owns the island of Lanai. He has plenty of land to build this satellite city. And would the locals fight that? Absolutely. But you don't need to wipe out an entire historic town and murder a bunch of people to get your way to build a satellite city. Did you hear about this at all? They're trying to build the first AI city right there. Yes. I heard a few things, but... um... And Lahaina's not the place. That's so inappropriate. Like, Lahaina Luna High School is the oldest high school west of the Mississippi. You don't annihilate a historic town to then be the experiment of a satellite city and And talk about how people were calling all you guys to sell the land three days after like we're we're in shock we're grieving we can't find our loved ones and people are getting phone calls like there's mainland contractors and developers just licking their chops like calling people like hey can I buy your land like fuck off fuck off you have no idea what's going on over here and it's like were you in on this it sounds like they did that's the thing the weird part of it and talk about that we saw i saw this too um there was a book that came out but the book was written about the fire in in, in lahaina and but the book was written before the fire Mm -hmm. how does that make any sense yeah it was called something like fires of fury or something And, and on the back description it says that it talks about the events that happened between August 8th and August 11th, yet the published date was August 10th. Now, I've written a book. I've self-published a book. I know the process of writing a book and uploading a book. When you upload a book to Amazon, it doesn't upload in seconds like an Instagram profile picture. It actually takes weeks to upload. So either that book is a different book and someone just slapped a new cover on it, or a lot of a lot of things are weird. I mean, I mean, how do, how does the people over there feel about the president coming and giving them seven hundred dollars? Oh, Sleepy Joe, he took his time getting out there, <laughs> and he Sleepy was there Joe. for an afternoon. Um, I want to shout out to this girl. Her Instagram is Miss Courtney with three Y's and an underscore at the end. She's a local Lahaina girl. I love all of the stories she's posting, but she took the opportunity to talk to the president and when when she explained it when they were all waiting in line uh the cia or secret service or whatever they'll they'll take your phone they're like hey i'll take a you know a a photo of you with the president and she's like i don't want a fucking selfie that's not what the fuck i'm here for she said in fact i want a video she wants receipts and she told the president what she wanted and she's like look we're just fucking human and if you have the power to do something keep your fucking word and the people of Lahaina we want to build Lahaina in our time and our way let us do that don't you know undermine us or or go around us or be sneaky and conniving let us grieve and then we will build Lahaina the way we want to when we want to and so she has a video of that she has that fucking receipt she's like I don't want a fucking selfie I don't give a shit about taking a picture with the president but I'm going to take this opportunity to let him know I'm a person, and this is my town, and this is what our wishes are. And only time will tell what will come of that. I, I wanted to um, kind of get into what you were saying about, um, all, I guess, a lot of mainlanders <clears throat> own a lot of the Airbnbs out there. Mm-hmm. What's going on with that situation? So let's let's talk about tu- tourism because there there's a lot of mixed feelings. So... Initially, right away, it was like, don't fucking come to Maui. Leave us alone. We are not here to entertain you right now. We all lost our homes, our jobs. We cannot be serving you Mai Tais and Pina Coladas. Like, don't take our resources. Displaced families need to live in the hotels. Don't come and eat our limited food that we already have in the grocery store. Like, it's just not appropriate right now. So that's, that's the initial reaction. You know, the other side of the island, South Maui, 
the North End, Hana, all that, you know, they still have their homes. There's still businesses. And they're like, they're like, wait, but no, we, we do need tourism to, for our economy to survive. And, and so it, we all have mixed emotions about it. And the thing is, if, if anyone is going to come and visit Maui, go to South Maui, go to Hana, but spend your money and stay in the hotels. Don't rent Airbnbs. There's so many displaced families. There's over 5,000 people, uh, residents, staying at the Hyatt. The Hyatt Regency opened up their rooms, but that's ending very shortly. So 5,000 people need a place to live. So anyone that wants to come on vacation to Maui, go stay at the hotels, and then please spend your money you know, at local restaurants and businesses so they can survive. But just be respectful, like, and don't even attempt to go to Lahaina to see the devastation and take a fucking selfie. Like, we're grieving and we're in shock, you know. Well, you said people are swimming in the waters. They're basically swimming in the graveyard. Oh, yeah. Fucking 48 hours after the fire, there were tourists snorkeling out in Lahaina. It's like, what are you doing? There's bodies still. Like, are you, are, you, are you looking for a body? Like, we're not snorkeling. How, like, How many bodies are missing right now? There are still 385 people unaccounted for. Some are in the water and some just... They burn. say they're done with the land search. Um, but again, because there could be people that just were entirely cremated at the scene. Guaranteed, there are a lot of bodies still out at sea. There's something we didn't go over, the water. There was no fire hydrants. Yeah, there was no water in the fire hydrants. Um, from what I had heard, you know, I don't need any fact checkers coming at me, like, this just go with a grain of salt but from what i heard there was no water in the fire hydrants there was even a news article about firefighters trying to basically fight without any bullets you know because they had no fire or no water excuse me no water and i heard someone make a comment that what little water there was it was too sacred of a resource to use so you're saying that the water is too sacred to put out a fire, but it's not sacred enough to keep the golf courses green and the swimming pools at the hotels full of water. That's crazy. It's See, priorities. So they weren't even using so the fire hydrants to try to put out the there, water. There was no water in the fire hydrants. That's crazy. That doesn't make, none of this makes any sense. Yeah. It's like it just gets weirder and weirder. Yeah. So then summer. people ask, well, like, oh, well, then why weren't there helicopters taking water from the swimming pools at the hotels? So it was it was 80 mile per hour winds. You can't fly a helicopter in that. Yeah. It's it's just it's an absolute shit show. And if the way the fire started wasn't an attack, the way it was handled feels like an attack. It's it's utterly pathetic and irresponsible. It's just it's absolutely heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. None of this needed to happen. Those children did not need to die. Families did not need to burn alive in their cars. Like, it's just, all of it is so fucked up. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, and, then, and so, you know, back to the tourism with people visiting. I saw on Facebook about a week ago, there's a displaced family of four. They are currently staying in a home in Kihei on the south side trying to get their kids into school on the south side since their kids' schools burned down. And they ha they're getting kicked out at the end of the month because visitors are going to be staying in that house. Like, people on the mainland who own vacation homes in Maui, what are you doing? How do you go to sleep at night knowing there are displaced families when you're renting out your homes to visitors? Like, visitors need to stay at the hotels. Airbnbs, like, any everyone listening right now, I dare you. Go on Airbnb right now, put in October 1st to October 31st and see what's available. And you will see two bedroom houses and apartments and condos available for rent. Six grand a month, seven grand a month, eight grand a month. Why aren't these owners renting these two bedroom condos to displaced families for $2,500 a month? No one's asking for a free place to stay because everyone knows that free comes with a dick up your ass. Like, you can still make an income with a family paying you $2,000, $3,000 a month, and you can go to sleep at night knowing that you're housing a displaced family. I don't get it. It's greedy, greedy motherfuckers who are just tone deaf to real life. Well, didn't even they even put up the price anyways? I mean, it, there wasn't even that price before. Now they put up the price, right? So it's, it's crazy. So they raised the price on rent? Yes. Possibly. I wouldn't be Because $6,000 a month, that's... 
to rent. You even said eight thousand on some of them. Oh yeah, some of them were eight thousand for a two-bedroom condo, eight grand a month. Uh-huh. And what's if the I, normal price like for something like that? For a rental mm-hmm. in Lahaina, I, I, a normal price. Uh, I mean, four grand isn't unheard of. That's what I was thinking. Four grand. You said unheard of, but it's that's that's still steep. Yeah, it's still steep. So it's like California between twenty five hundred. But now it's six to eight grand. Yeah. Right. Now it's six that's to cold, eight grand. Dude, that's right. cold blooded. Like, yeah. what are these I, I just doing? wanted them to see how far it jumped. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if it's normal like us, like California, yeah. twenty five hundred to four thousand. Yeah. You know, for a yeah, two yeah. to I mean, four. Is similar to I mean, you would, you would even think that they would bring the price down, like just to be. I mean, like fifteen hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you would think they would bring it down, just to, for these families to have some place to stay. But these people that are not making any money. But they don't care. It's it's like people are ruthless, mm-hmm. and that's what we were talking about. Like I feel like you got to take care of your own family. It's like you you, you can't expect like people to even care. It, it's crazy because I mean I don't understand. First of all, we didn't even get this message. What was going on? The only reason I knew about this, had people hitting me up like a week later. Say, hey, see what happened in Hawaii? And I'm like, yeah, the only reason I knew is because of the stuff that you were posting. Mm-hmm. And then you hit me up and we were talking. And I was like, what the heck is going on there? I mean, it just it just gets crazy. I mean, we're talking about the government not helping you, telling you to evacuate. I mean, I feel like people really need to bring awareness to their yeah, families. I, I, I mean, I, I followed it, and it was very vague from, you know, yeah. what, what I followed because, you know, I always watch you know, news and politics and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I called that. my grandpa on, like, day three or four. I said, Grandpa, I'm like, no one's here. No one's here helping us. There's no FEMA. There's no Red Cross. And he's like, what about the fucking military? There's so many military bases on yeah, Oahu, sure. which is a 20-minute flight from Maui. Like, you got to understand. So, I mean, well, tell people where you're staying right now. Like, like what, where you went after that because they yeah. haven't heard yet. Yeah. Shadi, do you have a photo of, of the map of Lahaina or of Maui for that matter? Yeah, shout out to Diamond Studios. Diamond Studios, always in effect. Yep, always killing it right here. We got Shadi. Killing it always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want um, you to show some where she. I want to give people an idea of the different. Uh, have it up. You do okay. have it up? Okay. Okay, so they can see it though. So yeah. is it the one where like Lahaina's circled? Yeah, where your home is circled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so Lahaina's, and there's an arrow. I have like, a, I drew a little red line. Okay. So if anyone's looking at a map of Maui and Lahaina, I said earlier, if you're on the south side of Lahaina Luna Road, you drove south to Wailuku, Kahului, Makoao, Kihei. And that, yeah, there's the fucking loop of what my neighborhood looks like now. Um, anyway, so I, I drove to Wailuku to my Hanai sister's house. And over there, it's fucking weird because life is still normal. Like, everyone still has their houses. Everyone still has their jobs. There's cell reception. You know, like, life is normal. Those that were north of Lahaina Luna were stuck on the west side. No power for weeks. No cell reception. So there's people stuck over there that we be- people we believe are missing, but we're like, no, they're probably still alive. We just can't get a hold of them because no one has cell reception. No power. No access to get in and out. And uh, people, those people, because they, their phones weren't working, there was a lot of those people there. That still had no fucking idea what had happened just 10 minutes south of them. Also, it was like even almost being them in the mainland. Like they had no clue what was happening. No fucking clue. And then, so the people that were displaced. How, how do you not have a I clue? I don't understand either. <laughs> how do you not have a clue where you're at? I'm going to see a fire in damn near Victorville. Yeah, but you, but you can still see on the news something. <laughs> yeah. where they would be showing something. Something. So why? Because they, they would probably go to try to help. Right. But they right. can't do anything because all those stuck. people trapped. Yeah, they have no TV, no phones, nothing's working. And there's people displaced and they're camping on the beaches. So I'm on the other side of the island, you know, for a couple days. And my sister works for um, a boat company. And so we went to Ma'alaya Harbor to load up the boats with like toilet paper, pizzas from Costco, like, you know, essentials. And because the roads, they weren't letting anyone drive in. So. We're like, okay, let's get everything on a boat. So boats are going from Ma'alaya all the way to Lahaina. And the boats are getting there, and the fucking Coast Guard isn't letting them come in. So pro what surfers is, is like, about? yeah. So pro surfers like Kai Lenny, 
everyone go follow him on Instagram. He's posting awesome videos, you know, with a lot of information. You know, he's using his connections and all the pro surfers are all getting their jet skis. So then they're meeting the boats and unloading the supplies from the boats onto the jet skis now what to get the them f- to the people on the boats. Oh, yeah. And what's but the excuse? What's the excuse that they're not allowing them to go drop that stuff off? There is none. Ask them. Ask them. What is their excuse? What, yeah. Like, I mean, how do you let this happen? And then how? Why? Why not? Allowing- it's like if you're not bringing organizations to come in and help. Like, we know how to help our people. You know, that's that's the spirit of Aloha's. We take care of our own. We're not going to fucking wait for anyone. By the time FEMA showed up, we already had many fucking Costco's all over the west side that were brought in by fucking jet skis. Like <laughs> Local Costco's, they was bringing their own stuff in. Oh, like, yeah. Here y'all go. We're going to take care of yeah. our own like city. Like, the government's going to stop us. We're going to find a way around. And do you, do you see this, though, like, to, to the people of Lahaina? Like, we didn't know really what was going on. I knew because of her, but even this is the first time you're really hearing a lot of this, huh, Ronnie? Yeah, a lot, yeah. So, so, I mean, a lot of people didn't know what was going on. I was explaining to a lot of my family what was going on over there, but, I mean, we did not know what was going on. You guys are going through all of this, and a lot of the mainlanders don't even know what is happening. I mean, I mean, it even gets further where a lot of the people on your own island didn't even know what was happening on the other side. That's crazy to me. Yeah. That makes no sense. Why is there no coverage of this, or why is it not being displayed for people to see this stuff what's going on the only thing we get is from like instagram and things like that and we get a lot of the controversy of it um but but it doesn't it didn't show how crazy it really was until later on now we're starting to see tiktok instagram things like that but it ain't being covered by the media it wasn't being covered for split seconds i mean not seconds a few minutes yeah it wasn't like um and i don't know what else was going on around this fire time but, you know, normally when it's a disaster, like a big disaster, hurricane, tsunamis, big fires, yeah. even California, they follow it for hours Yeah, sometimes. like it's, it's, on, it's on the news 24-7. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we have fires out here and we know if they're big or not because, I mean, even if they're a big fire, like, but nothing's crazy going on with the people. Like, like it'll just cover it for a little bit, and it, that's what it seemed like. Huh? Right. Yeah, it because they just, have, you have media no people. matter what. Yeah. They're going to get their media through. You know what I mean? Somehow, make, some way, like somebody going to fly in and, and, and post up CNN or, or Fox or somebody going to post up so we can see what's going on. And it was like at this moment, at this time when we we're trying to follow this, it was very vague and it was just a few uh, minutes of a update or a recap of or something like this is how many bodies are still missing but not like, you know, talking to locals. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, we, You know what I mean? Like, you know, why we didn't get to see, you know, their experience nationally yeah. or locally. Um, I mean, see their experience nationally from the locals, local, yeah. so we can understand what what's happening. what's happening and what they're going through or what's not being said that we will like to hear. I feel like, I feel like people are just like, government's just covering things up so we, not everybody can see what's really going on. And then we hear about this I mean, AI city trying to be built there. And it's, none of this makes any sense. But we didn't really know what you guys were going through. Yeah. Because they feel like it was an attack. They're, I mean, a, a, lot of, a lot of your peers, well, a lot so, of your friends feel like it was an attack. Yeah, and all of that, you know, it all comes out bit by bit. Because at first you're just in fucking shock. Like, I remember the next morning, I, I still didn't know if I had a house or not. And someone started posting satellite photos and my brother-in-law is scrolling through. And I was like, stop. I was like, that's my fucking street. And I zoomed in and that's when I got the confirmation. I was like, holy fuck. Like, my my fucking house is gone. Yeah, and she Everything's gone. I lost everything. And, you know, so, so what is it like the first few days? Like, you're in shock. I didn't brush my teeth for three days. I didn't have a fucking toothbrush. I didn't have a phone. Tra- I had nothing. And, uh... And then, so this, so this is all on Tuesday the 8th, and it was Friday is when I started hearing the morbid stories of the children being alive or burned alive, you know, in their homes. And, and that's really when the survivor's guilt slapped me in the face. Like, I immediately stopped feeling sorry for myself. I was so lucky, one, to have evacuated to the south side and not be trapped on the north end of Lahaina, but also... You know, I'll, I'll talk about a few different survivors' guilt. There's people who didn't lose their homes. They feel guilty. I lost my home and my job. 
but I feel guilty in the sense that I wasn't running from flames. I wasn't jumping in the water. Um, everyone has their own right to their own survivor's guilt and their own trauma. And no one is, you know, better or worse or, or more un- or more or less unfortunate. And there's another thing that's going on with all of us. Like, you know, anytime something bad happens to someone, they always feel alone. It's really interesting being a part of this. Um, it's so traumatic and it's so devastating, but I guarantee you there's not one person in Lahaina that feels alone. Like we're all going through this together. And another part of the survivor's guilt is, you know, taking a day to do something positive for yourself. Like I had to fly to Haleiwa for a few days, just one to get away, but to go work for a few days was a nice distraction. And I jumped in the ocean and it, and it felt so good, but I'm like, should I be doing this right now? And then um, I saw a girl who flew to the mainland to run a marathon. And she you know, said, she's like, I feel weird or, or inappropriate or guilty doing this. And I commented, I said, girl, we're all going through it. But like, no one's looking at you funny for doing something positive for yourself. Like, don't stop living. And there was a... In that first week, my and I sister had brought us over um, massage therapists. They were giving free massages. And I was like, I don't know if I should be doing this because there's like missing people. But I remember laying on that massage table and it was the first time in a week where I actually took a deep breath. And, you know, you it's 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 not a cliche when you got to like you got to take care of yourself so then you can go help other people. So everyone out there, it's like if you're taking a day just to do something nice for yourself, no one's thinking of you poorly. And if they are, fuck them. They have no idea what the fuck we're going through then. And they're fucking lucky that they don't know what we're going through. You know, I wanted you to do a little um, shout out for the for the Lahaina uh, Venmo. Yeah, that you're talking about. If, can you spell it out to the people yeah. that don't know everything so, so they can know where anyone to listening, if you want to help. The best thing that you can do to help someone in this situation is just give them money directly. You know, no one wants to be bombarded with too many clothes they don't need or too many things that aren't essential and then they don't even have a place to put this stuff. So the best gift that you can give someone is money directly. So there is an Instagram. It's at Lahaina underscore Ohana underscore Venmo. And I'll spell that in a second. But on this Instagram, there are pictures of families and their Venmo QR codes. So you can read their stories and send as many families and people money as you want. But to send people money directly is the best thing that anyone can do to help anyone in this situation. So at Lahaina, L-A-H-A-I-N-A underscore Ohana. O-H-A-N-A underscore Venmo. And you go on, why don't you go ahead and give them yours? Uh, mine, I know you'll, you'll put it in the comments or somewhere in there. Mine is at Danielle Cedar. I am a... Oh, we have them up there. Yes, Lahaina. there's that Lahaina. So, so if you want to donate, go ahead and go to there and you can start donating to families. Yeah. And then you want to put yours up there. I've got mine at Danielle Cedar, but I mean, I want to let everyone know I am I'm more than blessed. I don't need another dollar. If you send me a dollar, it will not go wasted. I promise you that. You know, when I have my shit situated, any money left over, I'm I'm also sharing it with everyone. But yeah, please definitely check out Lahaina underscore Ohana underscore Venmo and just see the families and the faces and their stories and all their QR codes are up there. That's the best thing that anyone can do to help people. So yeah, please go out there and donate. Um yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, the thing that's going on over there is just none of it makes any sense to people. It's not. I mean, like I said, it's it's really fucking hard to wrap your head around like the government trying to murder you and and I got away and and if if and if that if it was an attack, you know, if it walks like a duck, duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a fucking duck. And everyone can believe what they want to believe to protect themselves and it's just it's it's super fucked up and it's just fucking devastating it's called a devastation for a reason well we were talking about like i feel like you got no choice like nowadays you can't trust anybody you gotta 
have your own back with your kids and start having conversations with them and and start letting them understand like look you get if there's a if there's a disaster they used to do this back in the days anyways when we were children like have somewhere to go and we'll meet you there if the phones are off there's so many different things that For you can sure. do like if the phones are off you need to go you need to go here you need to be responsible for this take this go whatever you need to do you got you got to get ready for stuff like this because i mean a lot of the stuff that we can see lately going on it's like a lot of you can't trust you can't trust the government i mean it just is what it is i mean everywhere you go it's like you got to be able to trust who you're with your family whatever's going on cuz there's a lot of things not being told to us and and uh and when they don't cover certain stories that's a major disaster, that doesn't make really any sense. I mean, even with you, Shaw, did you hear about how bad that was out there? It's from my friends. Yeah, that's it. Nothing from media. So, I mean, none of this makes any sense. So. Yeah. I also I want to say something, too. Just there was a lot of ignorant, just fucking pricks on the mainland where the people make comments like, oh, we have fires in California all the time. Yeah, we know. And no one is dismissing that or saying this fire is or better or worse. But again, you got to understand you're on the mainland. You can physically walk to another state. You have you do not lack resources. We are a speck in the middle of the fucking ocean. We are limited. We are isolated. We only have each other on that rock. Well, what is this, a disaster competition? Like, yeah. nobody cares. Like when people, right. say that. <laughs> people who says that? Yeah. What are you, a kid? Like, right. Oh, yeah, people started trolls. saying that, especially, especially when, when people lose about, losing like, their life. Yeah, like, when you talk you about people about? losing their life, yeah. ain't no competition. Oh, yeah, people are like, oh, well, we have fires here all the time. Yeah, yeah, we know that. It's the, the yeah, fucking burning state of the country. Like, shut your mouth. Yeah, but when people in, you know, on Maui, like how we are saying, like, you know, we need help, we need resources, it's because we... We are a five-hour flight, minimum five-hour flight. You just got to ignore the trolls because nobody cares what they have to say anyways. They're probably just <laughs> yeah. some weirdo. Those, and those computer. are the fucking trolls yeah. that we don't want coming to visit. Yeah, no, they probably aren't. They have no money. They probably sit behind a computer. <laughs> they, they can't do nothing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, if you're coming to visit, like I said, please stay in the hotels so people that work at hotels can have their jobs. Spend your money you know, at local businesses so they can survive. But I mean, just respect. be fucking be respectful. respectful. No, don't be an idiot. Yeah. Be respectful. Like, it's our home. When Like, you come and visit, but at some point you leave and it's still our home. Like, we, we, no one comes into your home and trashes it. You know, I would, I would expect no one allows that for people to come into their home and trash it. Like, don't trash our home. So we want people to come and see paradise and understand why we love living there and why people love visiting there but just fucking respect they don't swim in the ocean where people potentially died that doesn't make any sense yeah 48 hours after are you kidding me they're, just... sw- they're literally snorkeling in the ocean where the people were right perished like what are, what are they thinking they have no common sense or common courtesy for anything it's crazy i mean is there anything else you want to go- cover on this i feel like you co- I, I really <clears throat> feel like we covered everything and just fucking Pray for us and And you're staying where again? I'm sorry, did I miss that? So so on the other side of the island, my uh my nice sister just bought a house. Her and her husband have impeccable timing. Uh there's several displaced households staying there. And so myself and my cat were living in the shed in the backyard and I've made it comfortable. I got a six foot by eleven foot shed. I've got a bed and some drawers with some clothes in it and, and a litter box and that's all I need. And I'm I'm so blessed. That's home for you, so that's you're not going home nowhere. That's my home right now. That's why that's get, get right on now. get on her uh, her Venmo yeah. and, and donate, people. Yeah. Whoever's watching, donate. There was a day where I couldn't help but cry. Like I'm I'm so fucking grateful for the roof over my head, and I'm I'm so lucky to be alive. But man, there was one day where I was like, I just want to go home. Like I want to sleep in my bed. That's right. In my room. Mm-hmm. In my house. But I'm it sorry. Does, this it doesn't happened exist to you anymore. And everyone else, a lot of people don't show sympathy in, until it happens to them yeah. or someone close to them that they know. Yeah. But ultimately, it's it's a disaster and it uproots your life, and you mm-hmm. got to figure it out all over again. Yeah. And so. we will be re- rebuild, and we will. Lahaina is going to be so much stronger, but it, it's going to be a long fucking road. Th- this isn't. We're not recovering overnight. So, so let's go over this, Danielle, personally. Where, where do you go from here? 
What, what, so, what, what, do you have a goal? Do you have a plan right now? Like, where do you go personally yeah. from here? So my Hunai family who owns the home, we're going to we're gonna rebuild. But again, it's, it's going to be years. Uh, I work at Pakaloa. It's the best bikini shop on Front Street. Like, it, it's famous. We make handmade Brazilian bikinis, bikinis built for the barrel. Everyone loves Pakaloa. Pakaloa means raindrops of love or let love rain. And so we lost our bikini shop and we lost the warehouse in Lahaina. So it's like, oh, my God, our, our fucking business is, is gone. Uh, but we are very blessed that we still have a shop in Haleiwa on the north shore of Oahu. And so we still have that shop and online orders is limited to that inventory. So until Lahaina is rebuilt, I am going to be relocating to Haleiwa for a couple years. I'll be living there, continue working at the bikini shop there. And just have a change of scenery. Can you order online? Yes, you can order why, online. Why don't, why don't you write, um, give give them, yeah. put this put this up on the... Pakalaw.com. We've got spell, cuts and styles and sizes for all shapes and bodies. And spell I'd, it out first and then explain uh, it all so we can have it up on the screen. P-A-K-A-L-O-H-A. Pakaloa Bikinis. Follow us on Instagram, Pakaloa.com. And what we're doing right now, too, is anytime every bikini that is purchased is another... A bikini that we're gifting to fire victims. So anytime someone buys a bikini, Pakalo is going to gift another bikini to the fire victims that lost all their stuff. It was the first time in my life I never owned a bikini because they all burned. <laughs> like, so that's my, that's what I'm going to be doing the next couple years is I'll be relocated on Oahu until we rebuild Lahaina. So it's just, but right now it's, it's just one day at a time. And How are you getting through this personally? Like um, on a personal level? Like making money and surviving, like. But, but even even mentally, I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. your, your your mental has to be on a different like yeah. level of other people's right now. So the house that I'm staying in, there's there's nine of us now. We're like the modern day Brady Bunch, and so there's some days where I have high highs, and I feel definitely owe that to everyone that I'm living with right definitely. now. Like we're just each other's support system sure. because half of us in that house all lost our homes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like that's, you know, we're bonded, bonded for now. life. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so I'm Marsha in the family. <laughs> we, we got a Brady Bunch photo. We're like we labeled who's who. It's pretty funny. And we play the Brady Bunch theme song at dinner every night. And man, that's a, that's another thing I noticed where I've never been someone where I sit down. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so grateful for this food on the plate in front of me. But ever since this fire, when I like sit down at that dinner table, I'm like, I'm so fucking grateful for this moment right here right now and uh so that's that's helping being just with you know the family that i've created and then there's low lows and uh sorry love that's misspelled oh, which one? <laughs> p-a-k-a-l-o-h-a it's all good <laughs> um but yeah then i have low lows and and as time goes on i'll go a few more days throughout the week without crying and then all of a sudden I'll have a fucking breakdown like out of nowhere and we're all going through that I mean I remember actually it was day two or three I was shopping for a mattress and I was like do I want a full or a queen a full or a queen and then I just started crying because I couldn't even believe I was even in that situation in the first place I'm like why am I shopping for a mattress oh yeah because mine fucking was on fire like, I mean, there was even things probably you can never replace oh yeah there's you know, I would say 98% of the crap in my house is replaceable. But that other 2% will never get back. Never. I mean, you lost everything. I mean, imagine. Everything. That's what our, our viewers are. Just imagine, like, losing everything. Things that you cannot replace. Yeah. I mean, and that's just, like, that's not even the worst of it. I mean, people lost their lives, their family. People are still missing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it gets way worse. Yeah. Oh, and I was beating myself up those first few days. Because, remember, I was watching the fire for three hours. I could have packed up my whole fucking house. I had the time, but I didn't know. And so I was beating myself up on that for a few days until I started hearing the morbid stories of the children, you know, dying and, and people drowning in the water and fucking boiling water and all that shit. That's and I was crazy. Like, the water and once was I heard boiling. that, I said, I don't feel sorry for myself. 
I don't give a shit that I didn't take anything. Like I, the fact that I grabbed my hamper full of clothes, I had a week supply of clothes. There are people that ran out with just the clothes on their back. Like that, that alone, I already had so much more than other people. I'm like, I don't fucking feel sorry for myself at all. I still have a right to my own trauma and my own, um, you know, grieving, but I don't feel sorry for myself. Like I'm so fucking lucky that I got out when I did. Man, I couldn't imagine, you know, because I know how, I can't, I can't say I know how you feel, but I could imagine how you feel just losing, you know, even just your valuables, even your home, just things like that, but still have your life. Me, like, I would be, I it, the, yeah, my brain would be going 100 yeah. miles an hour oh, all the time, yeah. just remembering what was lost. You can't, it's like, is that's not an overnight thing, you know? And yeah. people say, oh, you can get it back. You you can, you know. We, you know. we, we know we can, but, but at the same time, like. It tears your like mental us, up, yeah. Like, like gaining all that stuff that that took years to develop. To, to, yes, Cause, there cause, you go. Like, like people know that listen to our podcast, the, what we came from, yes. and having to build ourselves up, mm-hmm. took a lot of work. Yes. Yeah. And when you lose everything, it's whoa. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, whoa. and it's all just stuff. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is that it was taken without my consent. Right. Like, I didn't choose right. to get rid of it. And that. there's controversy behind it. So, I mean, you're like, this this couldn't have not even happened. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on over here? Right. You know, was my stuff taken out of some, some bullshit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, what happened here? Yeah. So, none of this makes any sense. And, and I think people need to start looking into this. I mean, a lot of the mainlanders need to start looking at this. I mean, I feel like news media needs to start covering this and yeah. figure out what happened. Like, why is this not being looked into further about what exactly happened? Yeah. And all of you interested in purchasing land, like, Lahaina is not for sale. Sit the fuck down and, like, leave us alone. Leave us alone. Yeah, they're not selling. Let us grieve. Do not be like, hey, can I buy your property? Fuck you. Just go to Instagram and donate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go to yeah. Instagram and donate. Yeah, go to Instagram, donate, and uh, and, and just help all these families, people that can do that. Because, yeah, this is this is crazy, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys having me here. You have a final yeah. thought? What's that? Final do, thought. You have a final thought? No, I, th- I think we covered everything, and, you know, just be kind. If you don't, Where can if, they buy the book from? Amazon. 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 Yeah, yeah. online, Amazon. yeah. And I look forward, you know, one day um, we're, I'm going to be back here and we're going to dive deep into, into Definitely this that's going to be fire. It, I, it will, I, have a I lot promise to talk you. About yeah. Comes, yeah. Comes that, that'll be another day. Drugs and I look and forward addiction. to that day. Yeah, because yeah. that shit's real. That mm-hmm. shit is real. And um, But this this was a much bigger, this is much more important right now. And we're, we're having another DNR tonight at 7 o'clock. Um, so you guys want to tune in for that. Um, we definitely have want to have her on one of the DNRs because, you know, the kind of girls that we get on some of these DNRs. Mm-hmm. It's good to have a couple girls <laughs> yeah. that are that are, are wholesome. But she's been I mean? she's been through something and she's expressed <laughs> it. She's been through something and she's expressed it through how many pages? Three hundred and forty-four. Three forty-four. You know what's so. funny is you got a lot to yeah. say. You know, at one point this was seven hundred nine pages. Oh wow! I have a lot to say. Yeah, lot <laughs> I have to say. a lot to say. I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. We're going Dateline date <laughs> with with you for hours. Yeah. Well, imagine her with all the the whole panel. Right. Going on. <laughs> We so, got to go one-on-one yeah. from 9 o'clock to 1 o'clock with this one. <laughs> Danielle, after hours. Right. Yeah, let's do that. So, I mean, we want to thank you for coming on. How and, was uh, your experience? Yeah, how was your experience? Oh, I loved it. I love doing this stuff. I love it. So I got my friend for life. I got my new friend for life. This is it. I love it. My new Ohana. So, appreciate you guys. Well, I appreciate so. you coming on. Thank, thank you. you for coming. Thank, yeah, you. thank you. And thank sharing you. the story. That was powerful. And, um... I hope people that are listening um, take this more serious to spread the word of this, of, of what we just heard. Mm-hmm. Sound like there's some um, answers that need to be, uh, some questions that need to be answered. Yeah. So hopefully uh, we would know what all this controversy is all about soon. And uh, why did this happen? You know, like out of nowhere, we have a big flame of fire in Hawaii and uh, people got questions. Yeah. Close out. Howls over Baz. I'm Ronnie Adams. And I'm Jacob Costas. And we're out. We out. <laughs>